The Kutusich is Chedek Yudches in Ches Gimel in 10 minutes. The Haftaris are usually connected to the Parsha of the week. However, for the three weeks from Shabbosar Batamos till Tisha B'Av, and the seven weeks from Tisha B'Av until Rosh Hashanah, the Haftaris are connected to that time of the year. Three Haftaris of retribution, ten Haftaris of consolation. Nevertheless, the Rebbe teaches that the Haftarah is also connected to the Parsha. So in the Parsha of Pinchas has the Haftarah of how Yirmiya Hanavi becomes a Navi and how he reproaches, rebukes the Jewish people of his time. So the question is, what's the connection between Pinchas and Yirmiyahu? So first and foremost, both Pinchas and Yirmiyahu originated from Gentile families and were belittled by the Yidden of their time because of them, because of that. And the Pasuk has to clarify that Pinchas ben Aaron, ben Elazar ben Aaron HaKoyen, Yumiyahu ben Chilkiyahu min HaKoyanim, to defend their honor, so to speak. But it's obvious that this is just a detail. And for that detail alone, that wouldn't be the connection. In this detail, there must be a depth to the connection between Pinchas and Yirmiya, which we are now going to explore. So, if we look at a more general connection, both Pinchas and Yirmiya served in a time when the Yidden were in a low spiritual state. With Pinchas, they were they were sinning with the daughters of Mayav, they were worshipping the Baal Pa'er. The time of Yirmiya, they were listening to the prophets of the Baal, and both of them had to awaken their generation to tshuva. In Yirmiya's case, through words of Musar, of reproach. In Pinchas's case, through killing Zimri. And this triggered the Yidin to do tshuva. However, the fact that Yidin in a difficult time were awakened to tshuva is not unique to Pinchas and Yirmiya. So there must be more than just the fact that they did that. It must be how they did it that connects them. So we're going to explore that, first and foremost, by contrasting Yeshaya and Yirmiya. The Gemara says that Yirmiya Hanavi, Kulei Chorbana, is all about destruction. Yeshaya, Kulei Nechemta, is all about the consolation, the Geula, the redemption, etc. As a matter of fact, Yeshaya's name means Yeshua, salvation. Yirmiya's name, either it has the words the word mar in it, which means bitter, or it comes from the word irmi'a, which means ruins or destruction. This difference in their name and in their avayda actually reflects the times that they lived in. Yeshaya lived in a time of revelation, the first Pesach a wonderful time. Yirmiya lived in the time preceding the destruction of the Pesach a difficult time, a time of darkness. So Yeshaya who also sometimes had to rebuke the people, but it led to the prophecies of the Geula, is because Yeshaya is living in a time of revelation. Yirmi is in a time of rejection and darkness, and therefore his prophecies is about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdosh. So this could shed some light on the difference between Yirmiya and Pinchas, that both Pinchas and Yirmiya are accomplishing the atonement for the Yidin, although they are in a time of darkness. And to understand this a little bit better, we are going to contrast Yirmiya and Pinchas. Sorry, Pinchas and Moshe Rabbeinu. With a question, 
Pinchas received Brisi Shalom, the covenant of peace, Loi Ulezari Achraf to him and to his children after him. Why? Because Heshiv as Hamasi Melbna Yisrael. He calmed, removed my anger against the Yidden. So the question becomes Moshe did that as well. At the Chet Egel, by the Mis'un and the complainants in Parshas Baba by the Miraglim, by the spies, Moshe does this time and again. Why does Pinchas get Brisi Shalem? As a matter of fact, Moshe asked Hashem in this week's parsha, Yifkeit Hashem Ishaleid, Hashem should appoint someone. The uh, Medrash says that Moshe wanted his sons to succeed him. And Hashem says, no, it's going to be Yeshua Benun. Why does Pinchas receive this covenant and not Moshe Rabbeinu? And the explanation is based on how Moshe and Pinchas did their Avedah. Moshe daven to Hashem, and that brought down salvation. Pinchas did an action that caused the Yidin to do tshuva that brought about the atonement. Also, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Remove me from your Torah if you don't forgive the Yidin. He was being mesidus nefesh. He was giving up his life, but his spiritual life, his neshama. Pinchas, on the other hand, was risking his actual life, his guf, because the shevet of Shimon wanted to kill him. So we find Moshe doing it through davening, Mesiris Nefesh of the Neshama, Pinchas doing it through the act and action, Mesiris Nefesh of the Kuf. What's the explanation for that? The explanation is, is that Moshe operates from above to below. He produces a, a powerful revelation of light that overwhelms the below. However, Pinchas operates with the below. He changes the below, refines it, and elevates it to above. Which is why Moshe is Torah. Torah is Torah Er. Torah is light. Moshe receives Torah from above, brings it down to this world. The light of Torah does not engage with the darkness. It just pushes it away. Pinchas is Teshuva. Not, I mean, obviously Torah. But Pinchas is Teshuva. Teshuva is working with the darkness to change it. And that's why Moshe operates with the neshama. Because when the light shines from above, this reaches the neshama. Pinchas operates with his guf. Because when you work with the mata, with the below, you're working with your guf. This actually connects Pinchas with Elio, Because also Pinchas, also Elio, it also works. Elio is Begimatria 52, which is the name of Ban. One of the mystical names of Hashem, which represents the below rising to the above. And this is why Moshe operates through tefillah, because he's doing, he's going and this is why Moshe is again, because he's coming from above. Pinchas does it through and because he's coming from below. What is the practical difference. The practical difference is, is that when you're overwhelming the below from above, as soon as the illumination and revelation stops, the inspiration stops. But when you operate with the below, with the mata, you change the mata. So even after you finish doing the job, that inspiration and that transformation remains for eternity. And this is why Pinchas receives Brisi Shalom, the covenant of peace for eternity, because his Aveda, working with the mata, with the below, the mata, the is one that has an eternal impact. And now we can understand the connection from Pinchas to Yirmiya. Yirmiya also, 
operated in a time of darkness and of rejection, which means he was working with the mata, milamata lamaila, and therefore, and therefore his avoda, the impact of his avoda is for eternity, like Pinchas's. And we see this in both details: the fact that both Pinchas and Yirmiyah were from a Gentile family, or originated from a Gentile family, reflects a concept that in their own personal life, they they had a, a lowness that they had to raise up. The fact that the Yidin belittled them represents their impact on the world, that they had to fight against the people around them and still succeed in awakening them to tshuva and transforming them. The lesson from all this is that there are those that engage in Torah, in tefillah, in spiritual pursuits, but do not engage with their guf. Or even if they engage with their guf, they don't engage with the outside world. And we have to know that this is not a lasting avayda. In order for us not to be dragged down by the guf, not to be dragged down by the world Beyond us, we have to engage with the world, we have to try to change the world, inject it with holiness, with spirituality, transform it and elevate it, so that way we do not get negatively affected by it. So the Yid might say, how can I do that? How can I go into the darkness of the world and transform it? And for this, we have the beginning of the Haftarah, which is not about the rebuke, it's about how Yirmiya becomes a Navi. And Hashem says to him, Navi Lagoyim, I'm making you a prophet to the nations. I'm giving you the task of changing the world. And Al Tiram Repneim, don't be afraid, because I am with you. It's Hashem's promise how we will survive the darkness of this Gullus and change the Gullus because Hashem is always with us. Now, if we take this on a more personal level, we're going down into, the, the Neshama comes down into the three levels of retribution, referring to the three worlds, Bri, Yitzhira, and Asiya, and the Neshama is, is afraid. How is it going to survive this world? And therefore, the Haftarah says, I know you before you even came down into the, your mother's womb, which refers to the source of the Neshama. I know your Neshama, you have a holy Neshama. And then Hashem adds to Yirmiya. And he tells him, uh, uh, I made you holy before you came out of your mother's womb. Meaning to say, in your mother's womb we were taught the whole Torah. And that gives you the Kayach to live and operate in this world. And if it comes Yirmiya and says, I can't do it. I for, I'm made to forget the whole Torah. I can't go on just because I knew the Torah before I was born. And therefore, Hashem says to Yirmiya, don't say, wherever I will send you, and every shlichus that you are sent, you can go, not only do you have a holy neshama, and not only were you taught the entire Torah, which is something that you carry with you through your entire life, but everywhere you go, you have the Ebishter with you. And this gives you the Kayach to be able to destroy that which has to be destroyed and to build and plant that which has to be built up. Not only that, but if you want to not be afraid of the other nations, then you can be afraid of them. And when you operate with this knowledge, with this way, then we will, we merit, we, we will merit to Pinchas informing us that Mashiach is here and to take us out of this Gavas.